1: What's good, Internet? It is Monday, November 13th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 113. I'm Austin Walker. Joining me today, Patrick Klepek. V-Sync. Danica Harrod. VSync, And Rob Zachney. What's going on? I don't know. Well, I did have a V-Sync encounter this morning. You know as one is wont to do on a Monday morning. <laughs> on a Monday morning sometimes you have a V-sync encounter.
2: I was That sounds uh, like an anime. It well a V-sync encounter? Does it? Oh my god. I think, I think it sounds like a like a boy band.
0: V-sync encounter like it could be in, both like, like a like an in
2: sync in sync revival. Well,
1: just know? V-sync would be an in sync but I think V-sync encounter is definitely <laughs> it's at least anime, a tie in game. Yes, to the boy band. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I was playing, uh, I played a game called uh, Ace to Breed or Astbreed. Astbreed. I don't mm.
2: Aspre- Sorry. Aspre- I don't know about that. Mm.
1: How
3: does this keep getting deeper? A A S T E. Yeah,
2: that's what I said, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Man,
0: wow. Man, oh, man. oh, my God. Oh, oh no. Wow. What time, oh, no. What time should
3: I clap <laughs> <laughs> out? Resync for the,
0: for the start of the show. Because we got to start I over? I need to talk to
2: HR. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I'm sorry to our uh, our editor, who definitely, I definitely peaked there. Oh Jesus. yeah, my audio
2: completely clipped. Oh my
1: god! Off okay.
2: the
3: screen. Okay, so there was Ast breeding and a VSync <sighs> and encounter. a VSync
1: encounter. Um, so I played. I, there was a a, a a um a shmup, a shoot 'em up with mechs in it that came out uh, years ago called Ast Breed or breed to Breed
2: it's bad a title just title. it's a s t
1: e b r e e d um it's made by Edelweis so it was published by by placem um or playism not placem playism um and like I'd always looked at it and thought it looked cool it's like very high production values lots of like uh, like it's a three d uh schmup where where the camera is like very active it reminds me a lot actually of the um mech sequences in near where the camera is like flying all around and the view is changing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's gorgeous and it's like anime nonsense. There are like two anime AI girls and they are they really miss their dad who died, I guess. And there's robots. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh it's all like it's already by default ridiculous. Uh and then they did an enhanced version um for the PS4 and then they finally brought that enhanced version back to the PC. I was like, "Oh, I'll finally check this out. Cool." Uh, and so I booted it up and I was like, man, this is hard. It's really good, but it's like, it's really hard. And I played for like 45 minutes and I I started a new stage and things moved so fast that I was like. This is broken. Actually, there's no way this is accurate. I'm gonna. There's, this has to be wrong. And like, it wasn't just the that the enemies were moving too close or moving too quickly. Like from the jump, I should have known it was fucked because there was a bit where it was like the anime lady was speaking on the bottom left of the screen, while on the top right, it was also giving me like the lore backstory timeline. And then there was also something happening like from a a ship was sending in new communications and they were all over layered and i was like i think this game is maybe just trying to give me a sensory overload i thought that was like part of the experience <laughs> then i finally got to a boss and it was like oh i can't there's no one could ever try to get through this could beat this boss at these speeds is this broken has anyone played this game and someone in chat was like, "Oh, do you have VSync on?" I was like, "Yeah, I have VSync on. Of course, I turned on VSync." He's like, "Oh, well, then it goes three times faster than it's supposed to." <laughs> well, and I saw I beat that boss going three times faster, and I was like, "Because I, I thought it was the last boss." And I was like, "I'm just gonna like I'm gonna unlock my inner limits. I'm gonna become a new type. I'm do gonna the last be starfighter." Yeah, exactly. Like completely last starfighter. Like I have to, you know, I'm gonna turn off the targeting computer. I'm gonna do all the stuff that all of my heroes in space have always done. And I'm gonna just power through, and I did, and I beat that boss and it was not the last boss of the game and i got to the next boss oh, and no. that was just broken so i like all right i'll go out to the main menu and i'll i'll turn off freesync and i came back in and almost got nauseous it was so slow like it was like it was unbelievable it was like i was going to it's like my body my experience had ascended to another to another level i was full galaxy brain everything else was so slow around me uh, i still died to that boss the first time but then I, I beat it and it was a fun experience it was like almost like removing the limiter of the ship was like going down into non-v-sync mode what i now want to see is just like speed runs of this game all V-synced up and, like, three times as fast. <laughs> I want to see pros play it. Anyway, so that's you, my you, day. If,
0: if you go to speedrun.com, there'll be, like, a separate category that's, like, for, like, yes. with, with V-sync glitch on. <laughs>
1: exactly. There wow. should be. There should be. That's, that's my day. So. I, I killed the aliens. It was
3: good. If if Dean Takahashi got dragged for a month over a cuphead, like I think we pretty clearly need like statues of you yeah, ga- in public squares all over this great land.
1: Gamers, please carry, me. don't carry me on your shoulders. But that's what they should be offering to do, at the very least. God. Uh, that's the uh, weirdly that's all I've been doing. Um, has been playing that mech game this morning. Everything else is stuff I can't talk about yet, unfortunately. Uh, have have y'all been playing? I mean, maybe we should just dive in. Maybe we should pivot from Rob's very good, astute Dean Takahashi gamers are are mean to people thing to talk about how gamers are mean sometimes.
2: Gamers are mean.
0: Yeah, there's a story I just uh, published on the, the site today that's, uh... That, well, here's how I wrote it in the tweet, and then I'll explain why I had to write it. I said, I shouldn't have had to write a story like this today, but then a video games fan says, I feel sorry for the amazing devs that put all the hard work into making the game as good as they can, only to see it ruined by EA, but I am too disgusted and outraged to think about them. Uh-huh. Um, and that that of came into response to something that happened uh, over the weekend where, um... I mean, there's been this ongoing uh, discussion around, well, uh, more high level about loot boxes. 2017, you're the crate, you're the loot box. Yeah, it's just been where where it's taken a turn because it's been coming out in a bunch of high profile. Console games, specifically, um, as you know, it's been an Overwatch for you know eighteen months or whatever. Like it's been been around, um, but it's it's really uh, kind of like hit home in a lot of big games in twenty seventeen. And specifically, there's been a lot of conversation about how it interacts with Battlefront two, because one of the cool things that Battlefront two does, and this game comes out uh, tomorrow, I think reviews are just dropping like as we're uh, recording this, um, Uh uh, is that they dropped the season pass thing. They just said, hey, like season passes. Uh, You know, split user bases, and it doesn't make sense for keeping uh, community continuity for a game that we're trying to treat as a service, which obviously EA is a company that wants to do a lot of that stuff. And so that's cool, um, but then they've got to make up that revenue stream somewhere else. And uh, the way they decided to do that was incorporating loot boxes, and part of the reason people have been upset about how the loot boxes work in Battlefront is because uh, they're not just cosmetic... They actually have an impact on the way you play the game, so you can get loot boxes that say impact, like, uh, how fast your health regenerates. And so right. it's, it, it becomes a matter of the loot boxes or the the add-ons to your character impacting the play experience beyond just your ability to get a headshot, right? Like, so like it's, it's uh, that headshot may be impacted by this loot box that gives you, like, a better drop, and that drop is then equipped on your character. So anyway, like, this is all happening, so there's been, like, a, a really uh, frenetic... Uh, uh, conversation around this game, even though by all accounts, like, as a game, like, people seem to think it's pretty, like, pretty good. Um, And I can report having played a bunch of the single-player this weekend, like, it it plays pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, what happened over the weekend was that someone did some sort of, like, back-of-the-envelope math uh, to figure out how long it would take for you to unlock a a hero character. And the hero characters are your Luke Skywalkers, your Darth Vaders.
4: You
1: you don't Um, play as them all the time. They're just, like, you... Or there's a mode where you can play as them all the time, right? And then there's, like, in a certain t- mode type, a thing will happen. And the hero character... You'll get to play as your chosen hero character for a little. while. Right, time.
0: right, right. I believe that's the way it works. And so then that's when you get to play as, like, a really overpowered uh, character in the game and kind of dominate a match for a little while. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, this uh, the back of the the uh, the envelope map essentially determined that it would take 40 hours of play to unlock enough currency to get the loot box that would allow you to get a hero character. And this person was specifically upset about not being able to play as Darth Vader, but it applies to all sorts of other characters um, in the game. And this set off a an EA developer then re- responded to that and said like, "Oh, hey, we try to take into account feedback from the beta." Like it was a very generic pr response that now pr happens in reddit threads because that's just what 2017 (laughs) that's the world we live in is Um, and it makes sense they should be doing that that's where a lot of those communities live but uh that became then and you can read about this on motherboard this angle of it like the most downvoted post in reddit history and ea has this complicated history with social media and people running campaigns they were famously, I think several times voted like the worst company of X year a couple of times through different like consumerist voting things, which was definitely not. Some of the other companies in there had done far worse things to humanity than than whatever EA chose to do. Um, Oh,
1: massive oil leak. No, still EA. EA still is the worst.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I mean, it speaks to like the galvanizing nature of, of video game fans and that's why Gamergate and blah, blah, blah. Like those are things we can talk about and explains why stuff like that happens. But uh, as opposed to just allowing that, like that, in, in terms of people wanting to make a point, like being able, like tech writers are going to want to write about the most downvoted posts in Reddit history. Like, that's uh-huh. a real, that's catnip. That's easy. And yeah. so, if you wanted to make a point about loot boxes and things like that, that was actually a pretty effective way to make your point and to be heard and to hopefully influence sort of the balance changes to that game right as as launch is about to happen. But of course, when this stuff happens, there are always people that take it way, way too far as communities don't police themselves and, and don't call out this sort of behavior. And there was specifically this EA developer that uh, revealed uh, that they had been, you know, tons of death threats. They'd been all sorts of harassment all week along simply for explaining from their perspective, it wasn't as bad as it was being portrayed by some fans, like a pretty right. banal comment, a pretty like, yes, maybe you're arguing he's towing the company line a little bit, but also like mm-hmm. relatively inoffensive in the grand uh, scheme of things, and then that results right. in them getting a bunch of death threats, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah seven- I mean, that wasn't
2: even that wasn't even a guy who that wasn't even someone. Work <laughs> he, on that he, he right, work on that right or-
1: yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and that's the other thing about this whole the whole thing here is like. One of the one of the things that it always like boggles my mind when people go after the devs. Like, yeah, this dev is imagine a dev on Battlefront Two who has spent the last year working on the sound of blasters, or working on like the level design, or working on what the you know working on like what it what it feels like to be Darth Vader. That motherfucker doesn't want you to have to spend money to play as Darth Vader. Like <laughs> right, that person yeah. wants to get a paycheck and like is part of a company where someone in a suit somewhere, someone at EA proper, like. At at the publishing arm of EA has decided that the way to make money on on this game is to is to use this specific system of loot crates and credits and and you know whatever currency uh real money currency and like it sucks and i'm all for criticizing that system i think that that system preys on on those with addictive personalities and histories of addiction i think that it preys on those who who have issues with gambling like i absolutely am fine with criticizing that that stuff but it like for me it suggests something is fucked with the way at which game players and and gamer communities understand how games are made and who is and who is in charge of what and and also just like that sort of response is just not productive <laughs> like that response isn't the thing that's going to get the make games better like what is actually going to make games better is to understand the conditions that they're that they're made in and to be upset that this is that that EA is making decisions with such an unstable unsustainable model at its heart that they're willing to be like well we can't just make this a 60 dollar game so instead what we're going to do is make it a 60 dollar game and then attach this shitty progression system that makes you dig into your your pockets for your, for your loose change like that represents a a larger position in ea that you can only engage with if you're willing to step back and be like is the, the game industry in this moment sustainable is it fair to the workers who are inside of it do, who, who someone has to lose because ea wants to win right and, Like that is, I I want people to get to that second level, and it's it's frustrating to see them not.
2: I um, having worked in anime and having worked like obviously working in games journalism, you don't really work with the the people creating this stuff. But when I worked in anime. We saw this all the time working oh, with bet. publishers and working with uh, you know, Japanese content partners, people constantly criticizing like manga writers, um, or criticize like for, for, for chapters sh- coming out later. Right, 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 you know, exactly.
1: For shit that they didn't they probably had no right. pro- like that wasn't their fault that this thing got delayed.
2: Mm-hmm. Or even and if it wasn't really care. They don't really care to, to learn <clears throat> the process behind all of this stuff or to dig deeper into the bigger problem. They just care what's Uh, What they can see right in front of their faces and what's easiest for them to, you know, criticize and go after.
1: It's so frustrating and it's so easy to, like, my response is often to to make this, like, broad sweeping condemnation of identity being built around games and it I'm not sure that that's the wrong strategy here like I don't know that that's actually wrong but I've tried in the last year or so to like okay what are the play like we made a game we made a website about games because we think and believe that games are important to people and like what's frustrating is to see it pushed this far that like we want to be able to say that games can help people and that games bring joy to people's lives and help them understand difficult issues and and you know carry them through difficult years like 2017 has been and i want to i want to applaud that and I want – like, that's part of the reason why I love games is the community that builds up around it and the way in which people can find and explore their own personal identities through games. But what's frustrating is that because games are – these big-budget these big, these big budget AAA games are, like, purely commercial, purely, you know, made as entertainment products to be bought and sold, like, you end up with this consumer identity problem. And that consumer identity problem is – it's hard to imagine us getting past that right now because we don't have that. We don't really have that middle tier yet. It, maybe it's de- developing now where like we absolutely have the independent art scene. We all absolutely have the scene of, you know, kind of alt culture game makers who are making stuff that's non-commercial. And we absolutely have this like, smaller independent scenes that are that are growing and but even those bend way hard towards commercial and you see just as much anger sent towards towards indie devs and so you're not seeing this like this this development of a game's culture that does understand game making the way that you know you you may have seen in film as like independent film culture was growing up and like i don't know i i would like more of that and it's it's frustrating and and demoralizing sometimes to to see this shit like also death threats just fucking suck man
0: well i, I just so it's funny so often after i publish a piece i'll get like messages privately from some developers or other folks that, like respond to the story and like immediately i got a bunch of messages on my phone after i had published on this story in which like there were like very prominent Gain developers in, like, very senior positions and public positions talking about the different measures they have to take to protect themselves from just, like, their own mental health, right? Like, so, like, one of of the developers that that reached out to me was, like, you know, he still uses Twitter, but then has to put in all these different things, like, making sure he can't see mentions from people he doesn't follow. Right. And other Mm -hmm. things, not Mm -hmm. because he doesn't – so this is where I – the point I make in the story where, like, this backfires against – The the goals, like, even if you, like, all the things you're saying are correct, Austin, and that, like, people should better understand, like, where the power dynamics lie in these companies and and, uh, where you are focusing your energies and criticism, like, but uh, the way this is focused, the way this is enacted, the way it's rolled out, undermines the very thing that you're trying to accomplish which is getting developers to listen to you and the feedback you're providing because the response I got from a bunch of developers was to say, because of shit like this, we... I have to find alternative ways to listen, right. or hiring, out. <laughs> or hiring people in firms to go and find that information for them, so they can filter it through a lens that isn't directly from the fans, because doing that is unhealthy for them, is 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 not productive for them. And you know, we live in this uh, you know social media world where like you know all oh, the barriers are coming down, and we're all uh, you know on the, the same playing field. We can all talk to one another, and, and well actually like, yes, it's it's bad apples that are are ruining it for like a, a larger group of people. But as I also point out. In the piece like it's on us in our various communities like if you're in that battlefront community or you see your friend on twitter like saying this shit like it's on you to tell them it's wrong and right. it's bad like it's right. not just like it's it yes i can get on my soapbox and write a story that says like ah shit's bad but like i hope the the takeaway in there is that if you see people in your communities acting this way it is on you it's on me too like i'm in communities of my own and like it's on all of us like this extends from like you know, racist, shitty people voting for Donald Trump to people who are going out and harassing on social media because they're upset about, like, the grind instituted into Battlefront 2. Like, Uh it's it's on us to, like... Like, when people talk about call-out culture, like, there's lots of bad parts of call-out culture, but, like, when you see, like, objectively bad things happening by people that you know, whether they're your friends or online acquaintances, like, it is on you to say to them... This shit's bad because it means more when it's you saying it. Like, like the right. ripple effect of me saying it is hopefully just to encourage other people to do that in their personal right. lives because random dude on Twitter that I'm going to drag publicly, like that doesn't accomplish very much. And it's why I anonymize those people is because, A, I don't want those people to get harassed for some shit that they said because that's not productive. And, two, it doesn't mean anything coming from me because the power dynamic between me and some random guy on Twitter, like, He's just going to think I'm being a bully as opposed to his friend saying, uh, hey, this shit's wrong. That probably means more when it's someone who means something in your life.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that seems to be pretty consistent across the board with everything that's going on with, like, uh, sexual harassers and, like you mentioned, like, Uh Trump, you know, assholes on Twitter and and whatever else is that people need to be holding each other uh, more accountable.
1: It's hard. It's definitely hard. And, like – if this needs if if you need to be have that little bit of encouragement to do that, this is me saying please do that. Like it is, it can be very tough to have that conversation, but it at the end of the day, in my experience, has ended up being a lot more productive. I've definitely done that thing before where it's like you blow up the conversation in your head that you have to have as mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to be this whole big thing, and is, is this going to ruin my friendship? Like probably not. Like probably what you'll say is like, hey, c- come on, that's a little over the line. And the other person will be like, I know. I was really upset. You're right. I'll be careful in the future. And like yeah. that it shit is scary. It is. It is totally. Hard. Totally. Uh, so besides well, death anyway, threats, what else is happening? Y'all mind,
2: <laughs> y'all mind if I redefine play? <laughs> yeah. What?
1: <laughs> Are you going to redefine play?
2: I'm taking over for EA. I'm redefining. Oh, uh, is
1: that is that their thing is redefine play the EA yes. slogan right now? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> God. Well, mission almost accomplished. <laughs> Jesus, I was well. Yeah, if it depends on on how you think about it, there's lots of redefinition going on. I thought you were about to talk about Horizon. I was like, oh shit, maybe the Horizon DLC is so good it's redefined to play. <laughs> is it? Is that how good it is?
2: Um,
1: or is it just like eh?
2: It's. I think it's. Well, as a person who truly, truly, truly enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn, it's probably like my number one game of the year followed very closely by near mm-hmm. um i think the dlc is just like more of horizon in like every way shape and form there's the dlc opens up like a huge new section of the map you get new weapons you get new armor there's new machines to fight um and it, it still i think has that same problem with appro- appropriation that it had <laughs> um in the main game but but almost more focused in the DLC because it focuses um, on the Banuk tribe, which okay. is...
1: Is that the tribe. one that was in, like, the northeast of the map? You fought a big spider yeah. there, maybe? Yeah.
2: Um, they're the, ones, they're the ones who, like, uh... who make friendly with the machines.
1: Right, 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 right.
2: Yeah, and they have, like, all those... They have all the wires, like, through their skin, and, um... They look very cool, but... Yeah, it's... Mm it's that's the part that i i could do without in that game i think what i really love about horizon is climbing and and jumping and fighting machines and laying traps and, and taking
1: dope photos
2: yeah and taking photos i think photo mode is like the my favorite part about that game
1: you did the there was one uh, tweet that you made this weekend that was like the you were appreciating the time of day um photo yeah, option time of i'm just day like slider. yeah it was I just like what a,
0: yeah, yeah you don't know about this no that's yeah, very can... – I, I don't use photo modes because I have zero creative ability to frame anything. And every time I try, I just get bummed out and just move <laughs> on. But that is – you can change the time of day in yeah, real click, time.
1: Yeah, click the can... the tweet I just I just linked you to in the chat. You
2: can change the time of day. You can um, change the depth of what? field to focus, focus yeah. on things. You can um, make Aloy get into, like, different positions, or you can remove her from the photo entirely. Like, it's the best photo mode. I feel like Gorilla needs to – package this and like sell this to, <laughs> other, <laughs> to other studios because it's so good yeah the time of day slider is so smart it's, yeah,
0: smart. it's just a, an incredibly tiny but like yeah really like it's one of those you know you see it and you're like why did why wouldn't a game have done this before and now every game should do <laughs> totally. it totally
2: and it's like so detailed it moves like it moves shadows and um, you could get really, really cool shots of like the sun or the moon hitting the water, and you you watch it move right in front of your face, so you can just That's choose so like any any shot you want. The um really the
1: awesome. one that you did was like of this volcano, and the thing that I love about it is like is like the volcano in the distance, like billowing up smoke, and as the light changes, like you can it you can see the smoke kind of take on different colors from the ambient light Mm -hmm. and just like Mm -hmm. bits of it just disappear because of the way the contrast changes. I I think it's gorgeous. And like I,
2: yeah. And like trees, (laughs) trees will disappear um, or show up like far off in the distance based on what time of day it is because there's more fog. And I think another thing that is really cool about this DLC is that it's called the frozen wilds. And for the majority of it, you're exploring like this really, 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 Uh, northeastern part of the map that's brand new and it's all frozen winter like snow and it makes you feel just this utter sense of dread while you're playing so it adds this extra layer to what you were already doing like it adds this extra layer to hiding from machines because you're like crawling through the snow, and you cannot see anything.
1: It was uh, below freezing here, like, two days ago, and I did not know it was gonna be, <laughs> so I was not prepared. I didn't know about that cold oh no. winter dread. It was not, it's I was coming. not. It's coming. We're, I'm, like, I'm afraid it's gonna snow tomorrow. Like, I'm afraid we're in it, in it, but we'll oh, see. Oh, it's,
0: it's, it was already snowing in Chicago last uh, weekend, or uh, this past it. weekend, so it's it's coming. Uh, Danny, I have a question. So, what part this DLC comes, like, pretty separated from the release of the main game? Like, that game came out in February. Mm-hmm, or is mm-hmm. it coming Actually, come in March to review anyway. January, it was really early, anyway, it was really early this year. Um, and one of I wrote about this, uh, about Destiny when uh, uh, whatever the last expansion was for the, the base game. Um, and uh, I wish games were better at bringing you back into a game that you've had a lot of distance from because right, you, you right. forget all the mecha- I guess I saw Justin McElroy tweet about this, but he was like, I think it was something along the lines of like. I booted up Horizon's uh, DLC, and I was curious how many mechanics I forgot in this game. <laughs> Turns out, it's all of them. Um, yeah, because I wish games actually had like an optional, like, yo, even it said like, we noticed you haven't played this game in eight months. Like, would you like to like get jumped in and like have this game explained to you
2: again? Right.
0: Um, I'm curious how it handles that, or if you've had much experience with, so, with that
2: part of it. Well, you have to be you have to be at least level thirty, and you have to have beaten. Um, the Meridian part of the game to even access this DLC, so you have to be like pretty high level. Um, as someone who has been trying to platinum the game, I have dipped back into this game like a few times over the last couple of months, um, not for very long because there's really not much you can do uh, after the endgame stuff besides like the hunting grounds, which are really boring. I didn't personally forget the mechanics, but. They do make the machines a bit tougher in this DLC. They're all, like, possessed. You know, it's kind of like when they're corrupted, but they're possessed by this new um, enemy. I don't want to spoil it, but um, they are... Is it a robot? mm, mm, (laughs) No, you know, it's still, like, this divine being or whatever. But (laughs) um, also, I I just want to applaud this game so much for the voice acting in this game is still just, like...
0: It's really good.
2: it's some of the best voice acting, like, I've ever heard in a video I game. I
1: really like I mean, Aloy. Like, I, I'm definitely oh lower God. on that game than most folks are. Yeah. not most, but, like, then, then I think... Definitely than you are, Dan. You're through the roof on it. But I still think that, like, Ashley Burch does a like, fantastic job as Aloy. Like, yeah, really emotive. So lots of very good subtleties to her voice. And
2: Aloy, like, never gives a shit about anything. She's <laughs> always just, like... <clears throat> she's always just, like getting flirted with by all these random characters uh-huh. that you meet in the game and she just kind of like ignores it and brushes it off and she's she's still the same
1: god um, there was definitely but, i yeah. forgot about that one of my favorite conversations this year is definitely her brushing that off it is like literally powerful man be like assuming that he is like in and her being like uh nah actually <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. fucking slow your roll my guy <laughs>
2: Yep, yep, yep. it's
1: so good
4: yeah but um, it's good
2: it's good it's um i feel like it's it's you know, obviously, I got a review copy for it, but <clears throat> I would have spent the money on it if I if I hadn't, because the game is important to me, but also it's a lot of content. Yeah. So, uh,
1: two notes on photo mode. One, I just remembered, uh, No Man's Sky has a really good photo mode, and they actually yeah, worked yeah. with. Um, God, what is what is uh,
0: his oh, name? Oh, the photo
1: guy,
0: right? The photo uh, guy. Oh yeah,
1: just like just like <laughs> chill out man, hanging out with photo guy. Oh my God, chill out man. We've all right, pause. <laughs> we might talk about chill out man for one second. You didn't our, talk
0: about him on Friday? No, it
1: was not. We had a guest. It wasn't the right. It wasn't, oh, the, no, right it wasn't the right situation. Um, photo guy gaming question mark. Dead End Thrills. Dead End End Thrills. It didn't come up. I just remembered it while typing. Uh, Dead End Thrills worked on the No Man's Sky photo mode. Um... Uh, and uh, it's so good. You can literally you can place the sun in the No Man's Sky when you can look it. You can look at anywhere in the galaxy or in the the system. Like, oh no, the sun is over there now. So not only is it just like a time of day slider, it's all the way to like, what if we were on a different orbit? And it's really <laughs> fucking good. So that's one. Two. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins also has a good photo mode. And I want to hear what Rob says about Assassin's Creed Origins. But first, briefly, can we talk about chill out, man?
0: Chill out, man. <laughs>
1: Chill out, man! Might milkshake duck us. I want to be clear. I don't want I to know. walk. I don't want to I'm walk. Just, I, just,
0: I, don't I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. So, for people that don't know, on <laughs> <laughs> on, on uh, Friday, <laughs> I uh, love
1: Rob's. Rob's insists like, that's <laughs> not possible. Not going to happen.
3: <laughs> well,
0: uh, an, an
3: in real life Twitch streamer that we just found randomly on Friday <laughs> and whose stick we enjoyed. What are the odds of there being a the underbelly? Stop. Uh, well, also, t- he to does no. Know-
2: he speaks no English. He speaks a little bit. Can't... He said your name. He said my name. He said Danika. Yeah, it was good. Oh, but that's very good. All the, that's writing... the, the superior even... way to
0: pronounce your name.
2: I don't even know what half of the stuff on his actual Twitch page was because everything was in Russian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have uh... been all, like, ter- like terrible, like... Uh, <laughs> yep, it could have been a lot of things is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, so one of my, like, uh, the subreddits that I, I check on a daily basis is called, like, uh... uh like, uh, the, the like, top channels on Twitch. And so I've tried to check recently, like, the in-real life stuff, just because it's, like, a sort of blind spot I have, and there's been some shitty and weird conversations happening about uh, how women are treated uh, yeah, um, on in-real. Yeah, also, you
2: guys, you guys t- didn't talk about the video that came out last week. I don't think about that. No, because, anyway. so again, that you wasn't... You should touch on that also. Probably. Yeah, maybe that's the
1: context for you
2: going there.
0: Yeah, so there uh, there was a video in, uh, around in which... Um, this is not the first time that this like conversation or like sort of uh, explosive rhetoric has occurred around this topic on on Twitch. But there uh, has been like since in real life got canonically made part of Twitch as opposed to being just sort of a thing that people used uh, on Twitch as a tool. Um, if you go to the in real life section of Twitch, and I'm sure to be true now, um, uh, you will find uh, a, you know a number of women there in like revealing clothing. I guess would be like the the way uh, to describe it and uh, a lot of people watch those channels and donate money to those women. And mm-hmm. it's a very, no one's being taken advantage of. Like, right, people are more. watching a video, and, like, those women are there playing video games and often, like, playing them very well. And, like, yeah, Like, I don't see the big deal. And this, uh, but there are a lot of, uh, let's call them men um, on the service. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> God. I just, <laughs> uh, 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 and there was this one in particular there's this video this' highlighted if you go back and check like I think uh, Austin, I think you a lot of people were tweeting it it's back on my feed under Holy Shit Part One and part Two, mm-hmm. in which a man is gets very aggressive about the idea that there are these women uh, on here making money on this service in this particular fashion is is specifically what he's saying is that it's taking away subs it's taking away viewers like the fact that these women are here is taking away from his ability to uh, be successful on the platform, and well like, and the se- thing that's
1: the thing that's even maybe more important is like I mean this connects back to the to the thing we we're talking about before about identity being around consumption and or like uh-huh. gaming identity gamer identity is like it's framed as like, hey, I thought we were building this community to get rid of bullies right like that's the thing that's <laughs> right. wow the yeah. first yeah. fifteen yeah. seconds also, of that video you you've no idea where he's going with it.
3: hold on. the other thing is that he's framing it all in terms of this like nerd grievance, yes, yes, uh, yes. like mythology, but it's all being delivered uh-huh. in this, like, uh, Revenge of the Nerds meets Roid Rage? Yes. Like, he is. Uh, like, delivery.
1: His temples are pulsing. He's like in a, I, Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, maybe my memory is wrong here, but like.
3: No, no, no. He's locked in a grim rictus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he absolutely, drops these.
2: He absolutely steals. He plagiarizes uh, the Lonely Island song, I Threw It On the Ground, by saying, Put the pussy on the ground where it belongs. He does. Like, do like there's a literal <laughs> line Shit. from that video. Shit. I didn't pick up on that the first time. God. Fuck. It's gross. It's gross. Um, It's I I've tuned into IRL a few times and um, I've even seen women like whatever, dancing on there. Like who who gives a shit? People are like if people want to to the internet people want to donate, like this is the same you know, it's it's the same thing on Twitter where, you know, people wanna chase women off the internet all the time.
1: This is the same thing. Right. Uh, We we think that there's a whole discourse that we could have around, around like the, the demonization of sex work while also the sexualization of women, like in spaces, it's, it's fucked, right? Like it's, it's so completely about like, like this guy isn't like this person, uh, his thing wasn't like women shouldn't get naked on the internet. It was, this is my space and they shouldn't do it here because I want to get paid. Uh, I feel
2: like he was one step away from saying, I, Exist in the friend zone. And I feel like he was about to use, not in the proper way, because we all know that the friend zone has been has Danica been has been taken taken trying to reclaim the the friend zone. For,
1: it's private Twitter. Private uh, Twitter is the friend zone. Oh wow! Um,
2: but but yeah. But the thing about the thing about this video is that it did bring Patrick and and all of us to to chill out, man. Because of light.
1: yeah, Patrick's so so, into so, it so, on Reddit, right?
0: Yeah, so I was like, I was, uh, I saw this video, and then the guy got banned from Twitch for five days. I don't know why that...
3: Five days, wow. Yeah, it's, that should have been mm-hmm. a permanent uh-huh. ban. Some time his... for some real reflection mm-hmm. yeah. on, yeah, his, on his... the things he's carrying with him.
0: Oh, go, just, go do some, I'm not going to do this for you, go do some search and read his twit longer explaining his apology, and, mm, okay. oh, it's yeah. a thing. God. fucking uh, and uh, so anyway, so I was kind of poking around at that, and, and it was like, I should probably start paying attention to the in real life section just to get a better sense of, like, what people are talking about there. And uh, it led me to, like, I'm always interested when I'm, when, like, Periscope first came out, um, um, in real life, I'm not interested in who everyone is watching. I'm interested in the folks, like, I'm I'm constantly, like, the people who are putting in the work for, like, really small viewer counts They clearly are not making a living on this, like... They're they're grinding uh-huh. away at it. Maybe they're just doing it for fun, or maybe they're doing because they're trying to build a community. But I'm always interested in like folks that have like 27 viewers, or like even less than that. And so one that caught my eye, and he had like uh, like 150 or so, was yeah, I was I was captivated by the name Chill Out Underscore Man. And so I clicked I clicked on it, and it was this. Russian man, who was definitely not being chill. It was not as advertised. It was not a chill stream. <laughs> and he was, he was <laughs> Disagree.
2: doing... Disagree. <laughs> was chilling just... his own way. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he was just doing karaoke and taking requests if you gave him money. And he had a very limited uh, 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 options for English... Song selections. It, we, the the moderators who did speak limited, more limited, more expansive English explained to us how the service worked that we were going into. But then we started tweeting about it, and we rocketed his viewer count for you know from like 120 to like in the 500s. And he was very taken aback. He seemed so slightly happy. freaked out about it for a little while. Like just like oh. Hello! Like, did not quite. We all spoke English, so it was. We clearly had "quote unquote" raided his channel, and like that usually has like a very negative connotation to it on on Twitch, because usually raiding is done to try and fuck with uh, uh, with people in a a really bad way. But instead, we were there to to enjoy chill out, man. And Singing to us. Him. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Nobody fucked with him at all as they repeatedly requested <laughs> anime theme songs <laughs> at in, <laughs> Infinitum. He
2: knows, he knows Cowboy Bebop, but he didn't know anything else.
3: Well, oh,
0: and yeah. the the, the uh, also,
3: very much he enjoyed... It it.
2: Cowboy Beboop, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> the very much enjoyed the moderator call, saying, comrades, comrades, he does not know anime. <laughs>
2: Oh fuck He also has a like, I, I dug pretty deep um into Chill Out Man's life, I guess. <laughs> the lore. <and> I, <laughs> oh wow. And I discovered his YouTube channel, which um is a lot of Are you gonna
0: ruin this for us?
2: No, no, is no. This, did it's you just, just allow us to
0: set all this up so you could just like fucking gut punch us at the end?
2: No, it's it's a lot of like uploads of his Twitch archives. Um, but he also streams a bunch with his. I think it's his girlfriend, and a partner she just of some like, sort, yeah, yeah. She just kind of like dances in the background, or like you Sick. know sits there while he sings, and it's very nice. <laughs> I'm into
0: it. Live She's your life, chill it. out, man. It's good. Hell yeah! Uh, when he did, when he did the final countdown just for us, he did an English song for everyone. Did the final countdown. I was excited. I had to turn it off. I had to tell people in our our private Discord chat, hey. We need to turn this
2: off. We have to work. We have to go do work.
1: It was a nice rest. it. It was Friday. It was a Friday morning.
2: It was good. It was really good.
1: Anyway, so from there, it was a weekend. And Rob, I know you spent some time with an Xbox One X over this weekend.
0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Oh, I sure did. Did you oh, like... It's d- called
2: X boinks
3: Excuse, excuse.
1: <laughs> one second. Well, uh, hmm?
2: Smoking big, smokin big X boinks <laughs> in Amish. Bad. What... Can we just move on, Rob? How was your Xbox
3: experience? Um, well, I don't know how to, pick, to I don't know how to pick it up and run with it. If I'm being honest, uh, so there is the a lot power- of there's a lot of boinking this weekend. Your, yeah,
1: okay, well, hmm. hmm, okay, we're gonna keep moving. Still,
4: <laughs> we got
1: this. Keep going. We're good. Tell me about Assassin's Creed Origins and also the Xbox One X.
3: Yeah. Uh, so let's start with um, let's start with the the One X real quick. Sure. Because I think because Xbox Origins is kind of the thing that to a degree Wait. like justified <laughs> why. This Wait, thing...
1: no, Xbox Origins is, uh, is a different game. Is a game <laughs> oh, about Oh, I'm sorry, origins. that's right. That's the next Xbox <laughs> that's console. Halo, the right? The next Xbox console is just going to be called Xbox Origins, the, gr- the gritty
3: Xbox reboot.
1: Yes, oh, my the God. Xbox. With <laughs> <laughs> you have to include the in the title. Yeah.
3: Okay, so um, the, the the One X is, like, its entire sales pitch is sort of built around 4K, uh-huh. Uh huh. and what I discovered this past weekend is, while I think of myself as, like, not super tech-savvy, but, like, competent, right. at least, like, basic, like, I can, look, I can plug in an HDMI cable right. with the best of them. You don't need to spend <laughs> extra
1: money to come, have someone come over and install a, a console for you after you buy it from Best Buy.
3: Yeah, when's the last time you had to do that? Right. Uh, except maybe right now you do. Oh, no. Uh, because, like, so when I first plugged in the, the One X, and it's going through its, its startup thing, and I, I take about 25 minutes to remember what my Outlook password is, uh, and so I, can, so I can finally sign into my, my profile, uh, I realized the TV's not, like, it's not displaying a 4K image. Like, the Xbox is not outputting in, in 4K. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I will just uh, go into the video output settings and uh, take care of that. I go in there, and the Xbox is like, well, hold your horses, buddy. You don't have a 4K TV. We can't output 4K. We can't output HDR. You've got a 1080 TV. Uh, so, so that's what you got. Uh huh. And I couldn't quite figure out how to solve this. Um, and it turned out... This may have been an issue with my TV, but apparently there were two HDMI modes uh-huh. that my TV was mm-hmm. taking HDMI 1.4 or HDMI 2.0.
1: Which one? And you and... plugged into
3: 1.4. No, oh. they're the same plug. What? It's like, no, it's just a mode. Is this true I for didn't... all TVs or is it just your weird TV? Austin, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that was, it's 2017, problem. the TVs have stopped making sense. <laughs> In so, my day,
1: we just had a big TV. We had a big TV, <laughs> and it was good.
3: It stretched out. It weighed the Weighed eight hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, we wheeled it around.
3: Yeah. Uh, so I think this is I think this is all TVs, but the thing is, so like HDMI has changed formats, but the cables haven't is is what I understand. And so most is that times coming, that coming, are we going to
1: get new HDMI cables? Oh God!
3: There's, there there is another format coming. It's uh, HDMI. I think like uh, two point two. Uh, And that's the one sort of with the built-in copy protection, which is going to be super awesome. Wait, really? Uh, How are we going to get around that? We have to record things for a living. Yeah, I don't... Look, I have not fully gone through the ramifications of it, but it sure sounds to me like your cable itself is... HDCP 2.2 is going to be, like, fighting piracy through the fucking cable. I don't understand how or why, (laughs) but there you go. Uh, Enjoy your dystopia. Anyway... So my TV was set to automatically determine what settings it's uh, what, what what HDMI cable it's getting. I, I change it from auto to force it to like interpret everything as two HDMI 2.0, which I assume is better. And I'm like, all right, it has what a weird two in little it. glitch. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, what a weird glitch. Back to the Xbox. I'm sure it's fixed. The no. Xbox does not feel the situation has been resolved. The Xbox is pretty adamant that it's like, okay, well, look. You may have a 4K TV, but you sure as shit don't have an HDR TV. And you certainly can't output with 10 bit color. You get 8 bits. Oh, fucking God. Mm. And I'm like. But like, that's not a. 10 th- bits is a thing?
1: Right. I, <laughs> I, I,
3: hmm. Hmm. This, uh, okay, also, so this to
1: me speaks to like the problem with. 4k with the, the ps4 pro and the xbox one x and like the move to 4k in general which is like yes i bet planet earth 2 or whatever looks really dope but when we switched from standard definition to high def to like 108 to 720 like that leap was so clear the move from like oh the game is a three by four box on my screen to all games are widescreen now was so obvious to me as like an improvement and part of it was like, yeah, there were different types of HDMI or you know, HDTVs, and some of them used HD. You know, by the time I got into <clears throat> HDTVs and and HD game consoles and stuff, yes, you could use component cables, or you could use you could use. Um, I've already forgot the name HDMI cables. Like yeah. yes, like there were some differences, but like I knew what 720p was. I knew what 480, 720, and 1080 were, and like those were the three things I needed to know. Like yes, I guess I needed to know 1080i, but like not really. Like it just looked better all all around. Whereas now, like when Microsoft got in touch to be like, "Hey, we're gonna send you some Xbox One X review consoles," uh, they were like, "What TV do you have?" And do you want to buy one that we know will work? (laughs) That's literally a thing that they offered. They were like... And I thought about it. Like, I legitimately was like, oh, tell me what the prices are. And it wasn't, like, not that expensive to get their one TV. I almost was like, oh, maybe I'll do a new TV. But I just bought a TV last year. But, Hmm. like... Their TV had the right specs, and my TV, like I don't have HDMI or I don't have a HDR on my home TV. We have it on one yeah. of the TVs at the office, but not the main one that we use. We have to look at it on the other TV if you want to see what HDR looks like. The tall one, <laughs> the, 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 the high big, one? The, the the one that's above the real TV that we use are like the one that we like look at ourselves on our confidence monitors. Right, that right, one yeah. has HDR, but the bigger TV doesn't. So we have to like, if I want to see it looking as good as it can be, I have to like rerun it to a different whole thing. And it's it's the fact that there's not that this isn't standardized is the problem right now. For, it's because we're in the this.
0: middle of everything, yeah, right? Totally. Like, like three years from now, yes. it'll be just like HD, where it's just yeah. everything's just built into everything. The quirks are worked out, but it's—I I think it is telling that like people who are paid to do this for a living, like ourselves, it—it's it, frustrating. If We—if it's—if it's frustrating and confusing to us, imagine what the pitch is to a you know average consumer that's right. trying to figure out like what these. I mean, that's, th- this is these are the new things that I feel like amongst like family and friends that are like interested in video games and they're like a pro or an Xbox One X and they're like I don't know if my TV supports that and it's 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 a confusing road to even walk people down that you know it'll fix it'll fix itself eventually but right now it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty.
3: Fortunately, I was guided to the promised land Ooh. by the amorous sloth what? of Planet Earth Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was yes, it was my guide. Uh, Through this experience, I could not make the HDR work. And I was like, like, literally, I don't, I did not know. I did not really solve this problem. Instead, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just stick this HDR DVD in that drive and say, eat that signal, you fucker.
4: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Look, it was a long morning. I started,
3: signal, you fucker. (laughs) I started this process early in the morning. I was like, mm, "Gonna get my ex boinking on first thing in the morning before I've had my coffee." Oh, morning like, boink,
0: huh? From yeah.
3: So from from five a.m. until like uh, you know eight thirty in the morning, I'm just like moving HDMI cables. And Austin, I was pricing monster HDMI cables on don't on Amazon. Don't I was you're like, fired. "Maybe you're yeah, fired. Maybe I don't I need... even have
0: that power. You're fired."
3: Yeah.
1: So, you gotta at least take a sabbatical, my guy. You have to go <laughs> you gotta go and like get your head
0: straight. Decide. Go get some malt liquor, go into the I forest got, like, and legs. come back.
1: And you come back with Amazon basic cables like the rest of us.
3: <laughs> no, I was like, maybe maybe the gold plating is where the Noah. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's how this works. I anyway. can't believe that
1: Jimmy Iveen and Dr. Dre have deceived you.
3: <laughs> so Anyway, um, so I just threw in uh, Planet Earth 2, uh, which is an ultra-high-def Blu-ray. And the moment that thing started sending a 4K HDR signal, uh, my TV like flickered, and the Xbox was like, oh, hey, you got a 4K TV with HDR. Uh, do you want 8-bit color depth or 10-bit? And I was like, 10 sounds better. 10 is more <laughs> than 8. Uh, and then Planet Earth 2 opens on the... Uh, on the journey of a amorous sloth, uh, alone on his, on his island. How do you know it's, uh, it's amorous? Quite charming. Cause, cause Attenborough you tells me know. so. You just okay. know, you just know, Okay, you see it in the, in the eyes, the sloth? Yeah, he's, he's like, this, the sloth is really lonely, Aww. and definitely horny. He's got the bedroom and eyes.
2: Yeah.
1: This, this, this lonely sloth is looking for
3: a morning boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, god damn it.
2: Oh.
3: Fixed the problem, sort of in a way by, by brute forcing the solution. But then I was finally seeing like uh, you know HDR 4K content. Um, was well, it good?
1: Like at the end of the day, like did you have a good time after the
3: sloth left? It's it's after, after the sloth finished. Uh, oh no, you had bad. A, I had everything. Rob, I hate everything. I hate Actually, everything. He, spoiler: he doesn't. Uh, Wait, anyway. does
1: Amber Sloth doesn't find love?
3: No, he goes across this entire goddamn island, and it takes a while because he's a sloth. <laughs> yeah, and they move in slow motion. <laughs> so he gets there, and it turns out that like he thinks he heard a mating cry, uh, but when he gets there, there is a female sloth, but she's already got an infant. And so he's like, "Well, this fucking
2: sucks." What? No, and that's how it Aww. ends. Moms,
1: moms, everybody needs love. Okay, I'm not here to mom shame. It's not gonna happen. Sloth. All Single right,
2: moms in your area. <laughs> that's what the ad said. <laughs>
3: Apparent. Look, at- the way Attenborough explains it, like when they when they're when they're uh, nursing an infant, business sure. hours are over.
1: I see. You got you got okay, you're, okay. you're in the middle of being being in nursing mode. That's yeah. fine.
3: Okay, I get it. So that sloth is now on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> and- <laughs> anyway, so I will say, like with things like movies. So I got a bunch of like 4K movies to look at mm-hmm. and it's not that jump from standard definition right. to Taneity. Like, it is just nowhere near that dramatic. On the other hand, HDR can really be something mm-hmm. uh, at times. Like, uh, you know, there's a moment I was watching uh, the first John Wick, uh, and you know the bathhouse shootout mm-hmm. in that movie? And there's that scene where he goes up onto the dance floor, and he's sort of fighting in the in, in the gallery above the dance floor, and there's, there's the lights.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When the lights come up and, like, shine into the camera like it is bright enough to like trigger your squint reflex wow uh real quickly like it is a really like vibrant and like it's 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 a hyperbolic term but it is a little bit like eye-popping right like Mm -hmm. it is like it creates sort of a physical sensation that like i'm not familiar like that other tvs just don't it really is impressive and that's and when a game leverages that like Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, aka Xbox Origins, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's really, really impressive. Okay. And Assassin's Creed Origins definitely like makes the best use of its setting and art uh, to really kind of show off what like 4K high dynamic range games can look like. Mm.
1: What um so what stuck out to you in that like visually? How how far into that are you actually?
3: Uh so I just finished that uh sort of introductory area. Siwa, Yeah. Yeah, and uh I actually I actually did like it. I kind of enjoyed how crazily out of context it is. Oh god. Um it it's definitely it's it's awkward as hell. It it starts with just basically plunging you into the middle mm-hmm. of the action after a really inscrutable opening cutscene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh but at the same time like it is kind of cool the way that then turns into sort of an unveiling of this character's like grief and anger over the over the course of like uh, different cutscenes and things you encounter mm-hmm. in the world. Like just before I left Siwa, I sort of journeyed out into the desert, and um, you know, first of all, like it's it, like let's see, I was I got caught in a sandstorm. Uh, those and are cool. So, like, I actually like those a whole bunch. Yeah, and, like, so it's, like, uh, he says, like, uh-oh, there's there's a sandstorm coming, and I look, and I see, like, the dust storm blowing across the desert, and, like, the light is being filtered through, like, the highest, you know, drifts, basically, of the uh, advancing, like, wall of sand. It's really impressive. Um, There was kind of a really kind of affecting moment of, I found, like, a campfire out in the desert. It's, It's a stargazing song. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, like, a really great moment as it lands of you find this place where your character and his son, like, sort of just laid out under the mm-hmm. stars and told stories. And it was, it was gorgeous. And you're looking up into this, like, beautifully, like, realized night sky and having these two characters talk to each other in the background. And it is this, like, really glorious experiential moment of, like, it was, like, eavesdropping on some little kid and a father you know stargazing. Together. I I just feel like a a that really intro
1: felt like they built all of those linearly and then we're like, oh no, we're going to do it in media res and like and like toss you right into the action and then we'll deliver those little story beats as things just in the open world later. And I I I guess I respect the experimentation, but would have probably rather the version where I just got to be a dad for a little while before things blow up and like uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I I, still I think that the game, uh, for me like then you leave and everything else kind of becomes a little more straightforward and I you get the yeah. the information of like here's what's going on, here's what you care about. And I do care about it and I'm excited to I, at some point I'm going to try to go back to that game. I just wrote a piece last week about how like it's been really hard for me to go back to games this year, but the there's there is a lot there that is really good and a lot of people who I like say it continues to be good throughout the remainder of the game so I'm gonna try to put some more time into that for sure and it's just gorgeous like you said
3: yeah and like the thing that really hit me was um my first assassination basically uh you're stalking this like evil priest as he's sort of walking around the temple grounds and starts to leave the temple and I'm up on the rooftops sort of like looking down and stalking him below Mm -hmm. and I'm backlit the sun is sort of fading behind me And so I've got my target down there below on the streets, and I'm sort of hopping along the rooftops. And I notice the way it is working out is my shadow is projected behind this guy as he's walking. My shadow is leaping and crouching and sort of like walking along behind him and it's this really like creepy unsettling because the backdrop keeps changing and so like sometimes your shadow is falling across something really close and it becomes like this hugely exaggerated disproportionate uh like monster and then it like you know fades away and it becomes like just you know your shadow the shadow of a man in the background but it reminded me so much of that shot in like Lawrence of Arabia where he's uh sort of victoriously like dancing along the top of the the derailed train mm-hmm. uh, and a shadow is playing out over the over the crowd um it it was such a great moment and this 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 whole representation of like the the shadow of the assassin stalking mm-hmm. his target as he moves through the streets like just waiting for his moment it was it was amazing well, it was, and that just it was gets to the heart like of cool things i've seen of
1: that series which it had gotten away from to some degree i mean maybe it hadn't i didn't play syndicate i didn't play unity but i like even though i kind of liked black flag it still felt like it had lost what had attracted me to the series to to begin with um and and certainly true for for three um and so like it's, it is cool that, like, just the notion of, like, I'm moving through this place and I have a, I have a mastery over it. I can move up vertically through it in, in ways that other characters can't or aren't by default. And, like, I am stalking my prey and figuring out the best moment to strike is just good in, in Origins. Um, and I think that the when things blow up into big combat encounters, that has also been a lot more fun than I expected it to be. So I'm going to try to get back to it a little bit maybe by the end of the year. Uh, anything else
3: stick out with your your Xbox One X weekend
1: your Xbox weekend
3: <laughs> i mean no it's you know it's it's a console of a lot of like meaningful but marginal improvements right mm-hmm. but like for me as someone who's been out of the Xbox well never really got into the Xbox ecosystem oh, wow. uh, all that much like it was just never my console of choice i was always like a PC and PlayStation guy mm-hmm. uh this is a pretty great console and you know 4K uh you know HDR Blu-ray is a pretty nice thing when you've got a when you've got a good transfer. But I, I think it very much is meant for some like it, it's very much meant for somebody who's like I think going to take advantage of all of these features mm-hmm. and enhancements it, it provides. I do wonder if the value proposition is as clear-cut as, say, over, you know, if you already have a console from this generation, is is the Xbox One X that compelling? Right. Uh, For me, I think it would be. But I was someone dumb enough to buy a 4K TV that he clearly didn't understand. Right. <laughs> now you now you get
1: to justify that previous purchase by saying, now it lets you use this. I'll, I'll say, like, I also would, I'd never had an Xbox One uh, X in my house, right? Like, we we had one for a while as a, like, a, a unit at work. For the most part, I was happy to play stuff that came out on the One X on PC, because I have ha- had a decent PC for a couple of years now. Um This was the first time, like, fucking around with the One X, and especially seeing stuff like Assassin's Creed Origins there, seeing stuff like Shadow of War there, after having spent time elsewhere with those, was like, oh, hmm, like, there was a day, there was a moment the other day where I just, like, defaulted to reaching for an Xbox controller to play something instead of a PlayStation 1, and that was like oh, shit, like, this thing may have worked on me, you know? Um, like, I, I think about upcoming new releases uh, and or, you know, stuff in, in 2018. Like, I, I might start requesting Xbox One X code or Xbox One code instead of PS4 code because... Though some of the stuff that that just fundamentally will run better, like yeah, why wouldn't I want to play it there? And I, it's I the
0: closest thing you're going to get to uh, a PC experience on a console. Totally, like just totally. Like that, that you know, like that's part of the appeal of the Pro. Right. If you own multiple consoles but didn't want to deal with PC <laughs> well, stuff, was that the Pro got you the closest you're going to get to pc level performance with like a decent rig and now the xbox one x like that's that's now the closest you're going to get to that and i think if you if you're an xbox one only owner like if that's the ecosystem that you're a part of mm-hmm. i think the xbox one x is a much more compelling upgrade even if you don't have 4k and hdr yeah, totally like you're you're future-proofing yourself like for uh, you know they're not going to upgrade this for three years i would say is probably that about sounds right to me we'll
1: be near 2020 Right,
0: um, and you know, uh, and there are re- like there are upgrades if you only have a like 1080p TV or projector, like I have, like you you will get better resolution, mm-hmm. like, or, games. Or like you're not going to be better frame like, rate you, also. Yeah, like you're going to get upgrades that are I, I think make it a like not essential, but like I think you'd be perfectly happy with it even if you don't have all the extra components mm-hmm. um, that that it's being marketed as. Totally.
1: Mm-hmm all right let's let's move into some questions dip, dip in, let's dip into oh god the question bucket it's
2: because i'm on this episode it is not that's what I'm... it is it absolutely is it's because it i played an
1: anime is. game this morning that's what it is that's, uh, it's a mix it's a mix this comes in from chris who's or or uh, this comes in from k-packs actually who says uh My favorite
3: wait, no k-packs
1: no it's not your favorite well, it's, oh it's, wait it's, it's tainted
3: that shit that's
1: a shame like I that's feel weird, bad for this person mm. who named themselves K-Pax on the internet long before <laughs> shitty Kevin oh, Spacey. Boy. I don't know, I don't know if
0: I
3: feel
1: bad. Yeah, that's a
0: questionable decision to begin <laughs> with before we learned anything about Kevin Spacey. It's K-Pax with
1: two X's at least, so that's a different K-Pax. It's, it's not, like oh, Lord Shaxx,
2: but... It's like you know, Lord Shacks like but
1: K-Pax. The yes. Destiny
2: t- the Destiny 2 Remix.
1: Exactly. I finished Prey a few days ago, and since then, I've been overwhelmed trying to decide which game to start next. There's so many things I have to play through from this year alone. Tacoma, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, Nier Automata, Wolfenstein 2, in quotes, Night in the Woods. After days of indecision, I, ulti- I ultimately decided to go with Nier, based purely on the fact that I would that I would finally be able to go back and listen to that Nier Automata spoiler cast episode of, of Waypoint Radio. When there's a list of things on your plate, be they games or stories or whatever else how do you prioritize where to start first prioritize i don't know why i said it the way i did but
2: i don't prioritize i, I do you I still what? need i i still have uh breath of the wild to, to you play you should play I that just, game i know i just started mario odyssey i started right. near you know months and months, but like, and months how did you decide to do out?
1: near before doing some of that other mm, shit
2: because i think a mix of like all of you being so sure ecstatic about that game and just a lot of people like Breath of the Wild but I didn't have a Switch so it's like I had a PS4 I'm gonna get whatever's easiest um, I'll get Breath of the Wild now that I have a Switch but I'm gonna finish Odyssey first so
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm bad at prioritizing I just you know I didn't play Battlegrounds until six months after it came out yeah
1: yeah that's fair Rob what about you as, as the year closes in as the end of the year closes in <laughs>
3: Oh God. Also, it's the uh, year so this is
1: in around us.: Yeah. <laughs> this is that magical
3: time of year where I open a new Word document with things to play for year-end discussions, and then I list about 30 or 40 games that oh, I absolutely need to play before the end of the now. year. Too many. And then I realize, well, that can't work. No. And then I think, wh- where should I even, like, how do I cut this list? And then I think, okay, I've cut it down to a reasonable 25 games, but then where to start? And then I think about, I don't know where to start. And then I start watching something on Netflix.
1: <laughs> That's a good prioritization right there. Uh, Patrick, yeah. how, about, how about you? You have a slightly more productive method of
0: zeroing in. Well, what I end up doing is I do something similar to Rob. Like I, I like ask on Twitter, like, hey, like, are there is there a game that you think that is going to get overlooked, or uh, uh, I, I list the games that I meant to try that, uh, and I'll basically I'll just like dip into those games mm-hmm. a little bit, like like ninety minutes with each game yeah. to try and figure out is is there one game that hooks me so fast I'm like, holy shit, yeah. like I should have played this earlier this year. This happened uh, to me years ago with Bayonetta two, um, right, where uh, this was uh, I can't remember when that game came out. Maybe it was right before the Giant Bomb Game of the Year Awards. Whatever was, the case, like, it was because that's it, when
1: you took it there because you were on a plane. Yeah,
0: I took it. I think, it, but it was the kind of thing where I I normally would have just brushed it aside and be like, oh, I just don't have time for that. But I played an hour of it and was like, oh fuck! Like, and it went from a game that I normally would not have played or given much attention to to I think it ended up being like my number one or two uh, favorite game that year. And so that's sort of how I don't try and put on myself that I'm going to beat. You know, thirty games. At, you know, between the middle of November and whenever I have to make my choices for for the end of the year, because I just know that's not going to right. happen. And I there's I don't live in a world where I can take a week off and, and, and really just dive in, in that yeah. way with a bunch yeah. of games. But I I do kind of set aside like probably five games. It's like okay, I need to put time with these five games, and then I can probably establish one of them as like okay, I'm going to see this through yeah. because mm-hmm. maybe that's going to shift up the rankings of the games I'm going to consider at the end of the year i mean i feel at this point like i like i don't feel the need like i don't need to play assassin's creed origins like i'll probably like that game i'll probably play that next year when I, we, we, next year or like when we take like our you know our, our time off yeah, we, yeah yeah at the very end variant of the year yes. where it's like that's a game but I, I i just don't there's nothing that anyone said about that game that's like i really need to play it it's gonna shake up the games that i loved this year i just don't see that being possible right. so there are some games that i just sort of write off and just realize like you know, I am bad. I do feel bad about like games like Persona 5, where it's like, I bet that game would have been one of my favorite games this year, and I really liked the 20 hours I played. I just didn't but also it's have time for the other hours 80 that put hours. In. That's a lot yeah. of hours.
1: Yeah, it's not like but it was, didn't... I didn't put in the other 80. Right, right. I mean, that's definitely it for me, too, is, like, I'm in that mode now of dipping into stuff to, like, check to see if, like, oh, wow, is this a thing I need to actually think about? You know, blocking off more time with like I, I just bought Hollow Knight last night. It's like okay, oh
2: yeah, I need
1: to play Hollow yay. Knight. I know Danica, so you've good. been talking to me about it a little bit. Um, my friend Jack's been talking about it. I'm like, I I think just waiting for the really switch version at this point.
0: I liked what I played. Right. I liked what I really played of it. And then when I this the, once it, like there are, there are certain indie games that are becoming victim, for, mm. at least for me, of like I up like Dead Cells was the same way. I played like 90 minutes of it, and I was like, one, I'm gonna wait till this game's almost done. Two. I would rather just play this game on Switch. And like, Hollow Knight, I believe, is coming to Switch <laughs> next year. Right. And that's when I'll finally play that game, which sucks. But I, it's, I, that's the preferred format I'd have for games like that. At
1: this I mean, point. the other thing I, w- I just want to say is like, you know, don't feel bad about not getting to everything. Like, there's a lot of great stuff Especially out this, this year. year. This year has been fantastic, and like, enjoy the stuff you got. Enjoy the stuff that you are interested in, and and prioritize your taste. Like, you know, obviously, I like saying to, to try out new things too. And like, if someone says that they have like a cool new, you know, there's a cool thing that you should check out, and you'd like it. Of course, like, try to make the time to to dig into it if you're a friend who's recommended something and, and wants to talk to you about it. Because like, sometimes the joy is not just in playing. A thing it's in getting to talk with a friend about a thing um but also like if you're just having a good time with yakuza or whatever like it's okay that you haven't gotten to battlegrounds it's okay that you haven't spent time with horizon zero dawn or zelda yet like uh i might think that maybe zelda is the best game to come out in years but like that's okay it's okay that i think that if you want to spend more time with with you know Kiryu kazuma that's totally fine and <laughs> don't beat yourself up over it um, and like these things aren't going anywhere, right? Like, for the most part, anyway. Like, outside of like the Meverse, um, most things don't disappear. Related, go wow, watch. Way to,
0: way to bring me down right now. Well, the you Mi- know, I've, briefly, love the people should go watch
1: Danica be on the Giant Bomb Goodbye to Meverse stream because that was very good and funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, for the most part, like, you'll be able to pop, play most of these games next year and for cheaper. So build yourself a little bit of a backlog. Think about, like, the joy that you'll get in the future. You're not not having fun now. You're saving it for the future, for a rainy day, when then you can, you can boot up whatever, near or, or Persona. So. A snowy day. Please. A snowy day. Yes, exactly. Get all warm. Get all cozy. Get yourself some hot chocolate. Think about sad robots. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's, yeah, that's what, what I'm,
0: what gonna I'm going to go to Egypt. About, yeah. right. that's, that's my that's plan. That's your Egypt
1: plan, yeah. Well, like that's the actual, my actual answer is I get, to, I'm in charge of this website, which means my list goes up last, which means I just spend that whole week of um, <laughs> our end of the year stories going up, playing games and, and changing my list around. So yep. it's, it's uh, Oh,
2: I remember last year. I remember last I year. talking talk You're about like, last, year. Hold, last on, year. hold on. Hold last on. Last year was
1: a fucking mess because of a, a web dev thing. Do you remember this? Maybe no one does because so we did, had all this artism behind the scenes shit. We had all this art ready for the Waypoint High uh, end of the year stuff, and it was all sized according to what the development team, the web development team, said was the size for the uh, like the header images. So it had like cool frames on them, and they all said like class of twenty sixteen and Waypoint High, and they all had banners, and like it was a whole thing. And then that was wrong. All of the all of the <laughs> oh, yeah. the oh, yeah, oh, yeah. dimensions on all of the photo or all the images was just not correct. Like the, the images that they were or the, the images were sized correctly, but the website was not. The website was lying to us about how big the images were for headers and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I had to redo uh, it was me and, and, and freelancer Janine Hawkins redid all of the images and resized them all to fit the new thing. I like that literally took dozens of hours to do even though it shouldn't have it was such a fucking mess Ugh. this year i think we got a a better handle on the cms it's a new back end that we've like wrapped our heads around we've spent some time with it it should be fine this year Mm -hmm. fuck and also we're starting to come up with themes i think i think danielle suggested a theme i really like so look forward to that uh one more question then we'll leave because i think it's actually related to like don't beat yourself up this comes in from kate who says uh, I was wondering if you could talk some more about gaming difficulty and feeling like, quote, a proper gamer. A while back, Austin made a comment about being a, about being fine playing on the, quote, baby difficulty because he's just trying to live his life, and it really struck me. I realized I have this weird guilt about not playing games properly, quote-unquote. I often play on easier normal, and I save and reload to get the results I want. I tend to play the same games over and over and abandon it in the middle if I stop having fun or getting distracted, only to start over again the next month. On top of this, I'm a woman, and since the only shooters I play are turn-based, I prefer city-building and and sim-type games, so of course I'm not a quote-unquote real gamer. Since I'm now an adult who is in charge of my own life, I've shed a lot of this guilt and just save and reload to my heart's content. Gaming is what I do for fun, after all. It's what I do when I need to fast-track relaxation. All my other hobbies involve things that you can fuck up irrevocably. It's nice to be able to hit that quick save for once, but there's still that lingering feeling that I'm doing it wrong. I'd really like to hear your thoughts on how this plays out in your own lives, as well as how it intersects with different types of identities and limitations, like living with microaggressions or with a disability, making regular life hard and tiring, or not being able to play certain games at all because of their control systems being physically difficult. Related, uh, Danielle actually just wrote about this on the site, so if that's interesting to you, you should go give that a read. Um, Or things like not being able to afford a platform and playing lots of phone games instead, etc. Thanks so much, Kate from Australia. Yeah, I think, like, all of those are, like, get down to this thing that we started the conversation with, which is, like, this notion of gamer identity and, like, who counts as a gamer and what real gaming looks like. And it's frustrating because, again, like, part of holding companies accountable for shitty business practices awesome i'm on board but it's like when to do that you end up constructing this like this is what a true gamer and real games look like shit Mm -hmm. is like it it's a it's a degenerative strategy like it's a strategy that makes this makes the community worse and that will make games worse instead of making them better and like I don't know let people live their lives don't uh i I guess like the thing is like i get wanting to be proud because you beat a game on hard right like i actually i started this this uh podcast by bragging about being good at a fucking game going three times (laughs) the speed right so like i get wanting to be proud about pushing yourself hard and beating a game you love on a higher difficulty or whatever but uh, like you know you're right to swing your arm your fist stops at someone else's face uh and and unless that person's a nazi and i don't think I don't think that's this case. I think this case is just, like, let people play the game on whatever difficulty they want, and you as a person should feel totally fine doing that, too. Does anyone here have like, similar things? Yeah.
2: I think I think it's it's all an internal thing. It's really person-by-person, yeah. case-by-case, because regardless of how you feel inside, like, I, I play almost every single game I play on easy, and regardless of me feeling okay about that, yeah. people will still have preconceived, preconceived notions, or stigmas about people playing on easy, there's, you know, people will always give me shit about it. Yeah. Um, that will always happen. And so I think it's really like being being secure, feeling okay with, with how you play games, and not really worrying about what constitutes a real gamer, because I think if you play video games at all, you, you are this gamer, you know? <laughs> um, ah. And, you know, people give people shit for not finishing games, and it's just like People will always get shit. Obviously, if you are a person who is marginalized, you will get more shit on top of that. Right. But it's really this like coming to terms with it uh, yourself and deciding, you know, what makes you feel good about the way that you play games and and just going with that. Yeah,
1: like get the joy that you want out of these things, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's part of the things. Like I, it's it is it is a it takes away from games for me to think of them as this thing that you have to only think about as like in their purest state. Like when does it get when is a game at its most pure? Is it when it's on legendary difficulty? Like don't don't belittle Halo. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? Like All... Halo's good on easy. It, that's not a negative. And um... also
2: also take into consideration <clears throat> the fact that like when you started near, like you weren't really sure which difficulty to choose. Yeah, I chose easy because I play on easy and at the end of that game everyone was recommending that you turn the difficulty all the way down and just go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So
1: <laughs> Totally. Rob and Patrick, do you have any difficulty or otherwise like accessibility thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean like I think everything you guys said was very healthy. And mature. Uh-huh, here we go. And I'm haunted <laughs> by this conviction uh-huh. that I am playing games wrong at all times. <laughs> Always? Uh, well, uh, I mean, probably. Uh, but I think you brought up Halo, and that's a good example. Uh, Halo, as well as, like, uh, Myth, uh, The Fallen Lords. Uh, Which you've been playing recently. Nice work. i been playing a lot of that lately. But both Bungie games, and both of them kind of, like, point you. Like, Halo explicitly says, like, ah, heroic the way Destiny, is, right. the way Halo is meant to be played, and Ugh. to a degree, like I believe that bullshit. Uh, or, or more to the point, I guess what I start to worry about is on the lower difficulty levels, are things going to start breaking down? Are certain effects going to be lost because the game no longer really supports them? Right? right? Like, right. is there right. going to be a moment That's of dramatic fair. tension that like is going to be spoiled because like to make that scene work? Uh, you know, the AI actually needs to be able to land a shot on you or at least threaten to do meaningful damage. And at this difficulty level, you start to realize that they're very much like, you know, original trilogy stormtroopers, just sort of <laughs> ineffectually blasting away. And so I that does sort of uh, probably loom too large. And so I end up being, you know, Captain Dunning-Kruger when it comes to like, choosing difficulty level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's why when I started playing XCOM 2, uh, the first time around, I was like, Iron Man. Right. And that was... Yeah. The, oh, that was I think yeah. I'm an Iron Man. Oh, You're right. I bet yeah. I can play a normal dif- <laughs> I was very wrong. Absolutely. But <sighs> some of my friends were like, oh, man, I only play these games on Iron Man now. And I was thinking, yeah, oh, bet that's the right way to play XCOM. Come it was on. not. Not remotely, but so basically, I'm weak. Uh, I haven't done the work on myself that the two of you clearly have, uh, and so I am very easily like I can very easily get like Marty McFlyed into playing a game in a really shitty way that ruins the entire experience. Uh, part
0: of this is on games themselves, though. So, like for example, uh, Wolfenstein a New Colossus, uh, which I, I finished, and we'll, we are we have we have a plan for this podcast. You will ha- you will have a podcast by thanks for by to thanksgiving to over the thanksgiving yes. uh holiday i was There's ready a for a place.
3: podcast to be clear i was ready for it
1: now it's a different podcast and i'm i was not ready for that podcast <laughs> and i abused uh, my power by making it a different podcast um it's a double podcast uh,
0: so that that game uh has some really uh weird and interesting difficulty spikes one of which i i wrote about and i think's like, plays into the the narrative of the game, but there's another difficulty spike at the very end of the game. The final sort of encounter is just, like, ridiculously hard for no... Like, it's a game in which you're, like, very overpowered for uh, a lot of it and then occasionally, it, like, pushes back in a way that I don't think is always successful. And it's a game that, because I think the narrative stuff is so strong that it would... As much as I like the mechanical elements of that game, I think there's, like, every reason for a lot of people that even aren't, like, shooter-inclined to play that game on its easiest setting so you can see all the really interesting stuff it's doing with its world and, and setting and characters. Um, but the way it presents the difficulty is that, like, literally, the easiest mode has uh, BJ Blazkowicz with a, uh, uh, you know, a pacifier in his mouth and wearing, like, a baby bib. And it's, it's, it's being condescending to you. Wearing in diapers theoretic- to own
2: the libs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you yes. good if you don't know it's okay we're not you know what not, no no just let it just let that go keep going
0: um and it's condescending to you in a way that uh is is, is unnecessary and also i think is like contradictory to like the narrative like thrust of that game which is like treating people as people with like the respect and humility um that is not uh, that is uh, contradictory to the way it's presenting its difficulty slider because that the way it's presenting that difficulty slider is reinforcing this shitty notion that we're talking about that's at the base of this question of where like game culture uh, uh, and game design and even like the pre- presenting of difficulty options makes it seem as though you are getting a lesser experience by playing it on an easier mode when arguably you're getting the best parts of that game even if you're going to die less while you while you do it. Um, and I find that frustrating and, like, frankly, insulting in a way that the, it is unnecessary for the game to be engaging in. Totally.
1: All right. I think that's going to do it for us today. It has been a long one, and I think we're missing HQ, Danica. I'm oh, hungry. Oh, you,
2: think, you think we're missing it?
1: Oh, shit. Are you, are you watching HQ? Are you playing HQ right now?
2: But I do know that it's time to take wherever you are. Knowledge and
1: maybe Thank you. Some cash. <laughs> can you mute Scott, please? I'm, I'm Austin Walker. Him. Find me on Twitter at Austin <laughs> underscore Walker. Where can people find you Danica Harrod? You
2: won't go away. Um, at, you Danica. can find me on Twitter uh, at Danica Harrod and at also Danica. at Waypoint.
1: <laughs> Danica.
2: Danica,
1: yeah. Uh, what about you, Rob? Uh, you can find me at Rob Zachney on Twitter. And Patrick.
0: At Patrick Find
1: everything we do at waypoint.vice.com, youtube.com slash waypointvice, twitch.tv slash waypoint, and facebook.com slash vice. Give us a follow at those places. It actually means a lot to us and helps us. And check out our forums. Forum, and check forum, out our forums. Forum.
2: Discourse.zone. Discourse.
1: Discourse. Discourse. Uh, shout-outs, as always, to our forum mods or Discord mods and everyone else who helps us do everything that we do. Shout-outs to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You Up the E.P. Pale Machine. Find out more of that about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Danielle isn't here to say it. Does nobody else have a thing to say since Danielle can't say be good, be good and Smoking be good at Smoking big
2: doinks and Amish. Peace.
4: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.